thank you for tuning in to Transform Her Radio. This is Sierra. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Tonight, there is a full moon in Aquarius, in the age of Aquarius. So it's a time where I hope you all are releasing limited beliefs and attitudes you may have about yourselves, about love, about life. And I hope that you start your week from a place of gratitude and being positive and really owning who you are. That's what I'm all about here on Transform Her Radio. I do encourage growth. I do encourage transformation, but I definitely encourage self-love and self-care, all the parts of you. So I wanted to leave this episode with that, but let's head into story time because something interesting happened over the weekend and I wanted to tune in and let y'all know what it is. Yesterday, I decided to go to the arts district and get some empanadas. I love empanadas and they have some really dope restaurants down there. If you just want to have a nice way of enjoying your afternoon, but not deal with the hustle and bustle of the Strip or Fremont Street. So, let me continue. I was sitting there and a couple, well, they weren't together. A man and a woman walked in and they were seated to my right at a table next to me. It's a pretty small restaurant, so you can definitely hear side conversation. And I was not trying to get the tea from their date, but I got the tea. So... He was in the Navy, and she was a very obvious daddy's girl. As they're having conversations about some basic things, he expressed that he had gone through a bout of high-functioning depression recently and was being medicated for it. She expressed she'd also suffered from some anxiety and depression as well. They both mentioned their divorces and how he said his children blamed him for the divorce from their mother. He was the martyr of the family, went ahead and took the blame because he did not want to badmouth the mother of his children during what got to be a very ugly divorce. She revealed that her divorce was the result of infidelity and her husband cheating several times. So I'm sitting there taking all of this in and I'm also enjoying my meal and I say to myself like, isn't it amazing how people present who they are on a first date to the point where they're not lying about things that some people have a hard time even expressing to their loved ones. They're obviously new in connection and already telling each other some very vulnerable, hurtful parts of life that they've lived through and continue to deal with. So I I thought about it and I said, I don't think that I've ever been in a position to feel that vulnerable to tell somebody about the dark parts of what I may be experiencing, even in connection, even in a relationship, even with family. I notice how sometimes we're all walking around and keeping our dirt under an imaginary rug. We don't know who to be vulnerable with, but here these two are having these conversations And it made me think about how, for example, in my last connection, 
I went through some things and I remember how uncomfortable I felt and even being soft and being vulnerable in that relationship with that person because they did not receive emotion very well and they did not perceive handling emotion as something that was favorable. They were the type to bury everything. And when we went through a loss of pregnancy, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but I will say it caused a lot of emotional strain on the relationship. But within myself, I felt, I felt hurt in ways that I hadn't experienced at any point in my life. And I had a hard time grasping how, even though we both went through this event together, this person came across as not caring, even though it was a loss that we shared together. But I realized I was approaching it from an emotional place because I'm a woman. It was obvious that I was more familiar with that pregnancy than anyone because I was the one carrying that child so it hit me in several ways and it just made me think about how I didn't even feel comfortable telling somebody that I was involved with about my shit and here they are on their first date telling each other about their shit so that was pretty cool to me and it made me say it's good that people are out here being honest and everybody's not lying. I cannot stand when people lie to me. And when I'm out here making friends or going out, first impressions stick. And I do have a lot of values and want to make sure anybody that I'm in connection with on a you know, friend level or somebody I may romantically be involved with, that we share some of the same core values. One of them definitely being honesty. So I was thinking to myself, are these two on a first date or is this trauma bonding perhaps? And trauma bonding is basically where people share a similar type of pain. So they bond over that pain. They're bonding over the pain of a divorce. They're bonding over the pain of infidelity. They're bonding over the pain of going through COVID-19. When you resonate with someone's pain a lot and almost as much, if not more, than things that are not related to painful experiences, it's basically your bond is measured in trauma. That's what you have in common. And the goal on Transform Her Radio is to make sure we are healing from trauma, right? That we're not getting stuck in a pattern of reliving these things over and over and over again and not learning the lesson. I am very spiritual and I feel like a lot of people that you come across in life would prefer for you to be blind, deaf and dumb to how they devalue the things that you care about in your values instead of admitting that they've got their own set of values and you two may not be on the same page. There is no reason why people can't be more of who they are. And 
I really hope that maybe this episode can encourage you to approach dating a little differently or even approach making friends a little differently where you leave the lying out of it. And there are several reasons why people lie. Unfortunately, it's very common in all types of settings. And I follow a page on Instagram called The Millennial Therapist. I absolutely adore that page. If you're on Instagram, check that page out. It's actually really, really insightful and helpful to helping you understand different ways we process information and different ways of trying to overcome any patterns that we're repeating that are detrimental to our mental health and to our advancement. So listen to these top 14 reasons why people tend to lie and think about a time you may have either been lied to or that you lied yourself to, I guess, avoid consequences in a way or anything that's on this list. Here it is. To avoid consequences that come with the truth, to cover up a previous lie, to prevent someone's feelings from getting hurt, to prevent someone else from being punished, to get a reward we don't deserve, to protect ourselves, to avoid embarrassment, to manipulate or control others, to preserve our own denial, we want to believe the lie, to avoid a negative outcome, to make ourselves look better, to seek attention, to inflict revenge, or to hide our insecurity. Those are the top reasons why a lot of people tend to lie. And I don't think men understand or people understand. Let me not limit it to men, my apologies. This is for everyone because everyone has shadow work to do. I don't think people tend to understand how incredibly sexy it is when somebody is honest about who they are. I personally love when someone tells me the truth about themselves because it gives me the opportunity to decide if it's something that I want to deal with or if it's something that I can't deal with. But if people lie and omit, it robs me of my choice and it makes me feel like you're putting your highest good above mine. And that's not the type of friendships or relationships I want to be in. I feel like people should be comfortable enough with the person that they're with to tell them the truth. So damage is done when you lie to your loved ones. It really devalues their feelings and goes against any core values you two may have agreed that you share and have in common. It takes meaning away from moments where you're actually even telling the truth. Say for example, something far-fetched happened, like you're on the way home from work and there's a 15 car pile up on the freeway and you end up getting home late. If you have a habit of routinely cheating or lying to your partner, they're going to find it a little difficult to believe that story. It may take them mentally coaching themselves in a manner of saying, 
you know, I have no proof that they're lying. I have to just accept this for what it is. Or they may go so far as to try to look up news stories that night and do all these extra things that they're doing because they know you've lied in the past about stuff like this. So that's one part of lying. And when you continue to lie, it's exhausting, right? Who has time to keep up with that? If you are a functioning adult and you are out here working, you're out here working out, trying to eat healthy, trying to have a balanced life, trying to be social, trying to grow, you don't have time to constantly be keeping up with a false narrative. Handling the truth is enough. And I really feel like a lot of people also lie due to a lack of confidence, which I don't think was on that list. For example, a lack of confidence can make someone lie and deny. They lie because they don't want to be vulnerable, even with their woman or even with their man. And this excerpt is for men because maybe you don't often hear it enough. I know you guys think you have to be macho and you have to have this hard exterior and you have to always handle everything, but you have dynamic women in your lives who see you as worthy of having emotion and needing to process them as well. When you have a woman, that hard exterior that you're showing to your homeboys, to your barber, to your uncle, to your father, to your brothers to your sons that hard exterior it really makes it hard for men to be vulnerable with each other but you don't realize how that carries over into your intimate relationships too and you're trying to have a hard exterior with a woman who wants to nurture the parts of you that are vulnerable and wants to get to know them intimately and face them together because when you open up that way it does promote growth and I want to talk about dating with intention and also how growth ties into that have y'all ever seen a meme it was like this real dusty beat up ass car like tires were missing it was rusted the windows were busted and it compared that car said uh five years going strong is what the title said but the picture of the car the car was on its last leg and it was a metaphor for people being in relationships way past their expiration dates when you're saying you're going strong but your foundation is built on lies insecurity control it's built on stagnancy it's built on codependency and it's not going strong it's just going and that's time that you can't get back where you've allowed yourself to be in connection with somebody who is not encouraging your growth and you're repeating the same issues over and over and over again in different ways so I just wanted to talk about how important it is that you define core values up front and go back to the basics a little bit when it comes to dating. Go back to holding people accountable and first impressions really sticking. That is something that I'm doing for myself. I'm so empathetic. 
I'm so open-minded. I always try to see the best in people. And that has ended up getting me into some connections that were way past their expiration date or probably should not have happened to start with. So I want to define what a value is so you know how to lead into forming some ideas about your own values and having a conversation with the people that you're dating about theirs as well. When it comes to ethics, values denotes the degree of importance of something or action with the aim of determining what actions are best to do or what way is best to live or to describe the significance of different actions. I'm going to call out some core values that mean a lot to me and maybe it'll jog your mind too. Of course, some of this stuff will show up in Google, but it's important to identify who you are and what you value so that when you're out here grabbing at connections in friendships and in relationships, you know what you want. It has to be a little deeper than a physical connection if your intent is to find long-term friendships and long-term relationships. If you want short-term friendships or just people to kick it with on the weekend, or if you just want somebody in your bed every night, or if you just want several people in your bed every night, then the intention and the value need to be on the same page. Your intention, if you are community penis or a community vagina, and you don't want to be tied down to anyone, that is okay. But again, let's peel back. Be honest about that. Your intention is to just have friends with benefits. Your values at that time are that you want sexual connections, and that's okay. But do you see how important it is to identify those two things so you draw in the right people? This goes back to setting boundaries. It will really take the guesswork out of whether somebody likes you or not if you're honest about who you are up front. So some core values that may come to mind are commitment, efficiency, passion, reliability, dependability, optimism, honesty, positivity, and loyalty, family, freedom, security, intelligence, connection, creativity, empathy, humanity. There's a whole list of values that will pop up on soulsalt.com just to jog your mind. And it really helps if you can do an exercise of narrowing down the list So you can start with nine values. Then from those nine values, chop it down to like, I would say six values. And then when you chop it down from six values, take it to three. Try to identify what your top three values are. I actually did that exercise recently and it was really helpful to me to know what my top three were because I hadn't put that much thought into it in the past. So, those are important to identify. And when you choose your values, you can set your intentions. If you're out here on dating apps, or if you're out at 
you know, the bar, the club, and you're trying to rub elbows and meet people, you can set the intention and go for it. Like I said, everybody's not ready for a commitment. And what I find is a lot of people say they want a spouse, but don't want to be a spouse. Every action causes a reaction. Everything is cause and effect in a relationship. Therefore, if somebody's constantly lying, it's going to create a lack of trust. If somebody is constantly cheating, it also creates a lack of trust. It also makes you question if this person values loyalty in the way that they said that they did when they came at you. And you can't be out here like almost 40 wanting a wife, but you don't want to be a husband, meaning you don't want to be loyal. You don't want to grow in your connection. You want to stay still and be stubborn and not change for anyone. And I think that's where a lot of relationships go sour is because people do become stagnant. And I think that when you become stagnant in a relationship and you're a woman like myself or a man who values growth and you want to evolve, you want to be able to evolve with your partner. Of course, the risk is there that you both evolve and grow apart. But at least you can walk away from that relationship and say, I've seen change and growth in this person, and I admire that. They can go off and pursue their own goals. I can pursue mine. You can leave the relationship on a better note. But a lot of people don't even leave that as an option. They don't give you the chance to walk away with it not being in hatred and anger and betrayal. But that is why I said it's important for you to chop down dealing with this because once your heart is involved, it's hard to peel back from toxic people and toxic situations. You can go on and on about soulmates, whether it's a karmic or a past life. You can go on and on about a twin flame. You can talk about that stuff all day long. But if somebody is not good for you mentally, or if they're not good for your emotional health, all the love in the world can't change that. You can't love someone above yourself because if you keep on doing that, you attract people who always put you last because you're putting yourself last and you should never do that. People respect you way more when you honor yourself. And respect is a high value for me too, by the way huge once I lose respect for somebody it is very very hard for me to get it back I can respect somebody being honest even if it hurts my feelings I can respect somebody messing up if they're legitimately trying to improve but I can't excuse somebody who constantly devalues my core values and puts me in a position where I would have to be deaf, blind, or dumb to stay. So, yes, if you are wondering, I am currently uh, navigating through this stuff myself. 
when I go out now, first impressions really stick with me. And like I was saying, at one point, I always try to see the good in people so much, I would overlook somebody not calling me back in a timely manner, or I would overlook the way someone dresses, or I'd overlook somebody's dirty house, or something. But now, first impressions really stick with me, and that goes back to me setting boundaries. In order for me to honor those boundaries, I have to be firm on certain things. And things like a dirty house, I'm firm on. Things like somebody not calling me back in a timely manner translates to me as them not valuing or respecting my time. It translates to me as them being inconsiderate. And it translates as somebody that this would repeatedly happen with. And I know my reaction to such things is rarely ever good. So it's up to me to let that first impression be what it is. Don't turn a blind eye to people showing you who they are. That is the best advice that I could give you. And you'll find that you end up leaving a relationship for the same lack of growth, the same lack of cleanliness, the same lack of care, the same lack of consistency that was probably presented to you in the very beginning. But because you were eager to be in connection, maybe you overlooked it. And some of us do have this subconscious uh, mindset of trying to fix people. And I think people like to have a project sometimes. So it can take focus off of their need to grow within. But we don't want projects. We want partners. I know that's what I want. So I have set intention. I am intentionally dating. I'm intentionally being open to friendship. I know the type of people that I want around me as I continue to grow and evolve into the woman that I am becoming. And it cannot be people who constantly devalue me and disrespect me. So it's easy for me to walk away when I when I see that now. When I see a guy and he's rude or inconsiderate. For example, I can give you a story time. I went out on a date a couple of weeks ago and he had a rental car and we were on the 515 out here in Vegas and he chose to speed. I would say he was trying to do maybe about 100. It was in one of those cars that has a manual transmission and automatic transmission. You can switch between the two. So he toggled it to be manual and he's shifting gears and hitting the clutch and all that stuff and wheezing through traffic trying to I said excuse me can you slow down and he tried to tell me he's a professional driver I determined in that moment I would never hang out with him again because he devalued my feelings he devalued my feelings of safety and a boundary that I have I don't like people speeding with me in the car and I rarely get in the passenger seat with people unless I trust them. So with that being said, there are only a couple of people who can speed with me like that and I'm not freaking out about it because I trust them to be safe drivers. This was our first encounter and that first impression of him not caring about how I felt, no, it will never happen again. And that is how you avoid getting involved with people from your heart space because you're thinking from your head space. 
So you do have to be intentional when you're dating. You do have to have values, whether they're like mine or like your own. Everybody's are different. And yeah, you definitely have to be more logical. So with those three factors, sometimes your heart and your mind are not going to be on the same page and that is completely normal and it's okay. Um, I do feel like a soulmate is somebody that can put you in harm's way and you have to walk away from and choose your own soul. We are getting older. Nobody has time for the high blood pressure and the stress. Nobody wants to have wrinkles. Y'all hairlines be receding, you know, prematurely. I don't know if it's karma, a bad diet, or stress. But nobody needs to be dealing with that stuff. So that's my take on dating. And that's my take on how to date where you're not forming trauma bonds and you are actually truly getting to know people in a transparent, healthy way that leaves you room to decide if you want to continue or if you need to walk away. And it's okay if you have to walk away. It's also okay if you wanna play. Everybody can approach dating how they want to. The only thing I have an issue with, like I said, is when people constantly devalue your values but still want to say that they love you and care about you. Love is a verb. It's not just a word. It takes action. And what a lot of people do is cause these moments of chaos in their relationships, but they don't take the action to fix the chaos. They avoid addressing the chaos. They don't want to do the shadow work. They don't want to admit, I fucked up. And it's so incredibly empowering when your partner does say, I fucked up. And the tower moments that you two arrive to, they're willing to fix with you. They're willing to go to therapy or church, or they're willing to deactivate social media if it's an issue, or they're willing to be honest and say, I fucked up. What can I do to fix this? Those are moments of transformation in itself because growth requires doing things differently. Old keys do not unlock new doors. And if you are trying to get new things in your life, you have to move differently. I'm moving differently. That's part of the reason why I launched this podcast That's part of the reason why I've changed my diet. I've been eating way more vegan and vegetarian options lately. That's the reason why I've changed who I hang out with, who I associate with. I am more mindful of who I share my energy with as an empath. And ladies, my empathic ladies, on a closing note, I love y'all. I relate to you most of all because I'm one myself. Be careful with who you share your energy with. You'll realize as a healed woman or a healer, you do draw in broken energy. You do draw in people who need a helping hand. And that can come in the form of a man who's not ready to do his shadow work, or that can come in the form of a woman that is in a dark night of the soul 
and she needs help coming out of that. So a dark night of the soul is basically a very dark moment. It's after the tower. It's sitting in that energy and trying to find ways to fix it, basically. I just know the next person that I am involved with definitely has to know what their values are and be intentional about honoring them, even if they don't make sense to me. But don't be a copycat and say that you want what I want when all of your actions are going to show that you don't. Y'all be safe out here though. It's a full moon tonight. Make sure you're releasing, like I said, any of those old beliefs that are making you get stuck in a pattern of lying or not setting intention when you're dating or talking to friends or not even honoring your values. Do away with all of that tonight. Release it, let it go because we are transforming. It's important, y'all. Continue the process. I love you in your process. Bye.